Justice Served with Jimmy Richardson, the 15th Circuit Court Solicitor, on the Liz Callaway Show with Nick Summers on Talk 94.5. It is 8.37 on the Liz Callaway Show. You guys having fun in there without Nick me? Nick Summers, 15th Circuit Solicitor, Jimmy Richardson. Yeah, so, Jim, Jimmy I saw him on TV laugh. the other day. What was he doing? You were you were having a sit-down interview with somebody. I can't remember the channel. No, well, the TV ads, uh, like no. 15 pounds. No. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't talking about your I look, agree. sir. I think you were talking about the crime statistics and how oh, things have dropped. It's It has been amazing. Yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, that was... Uh, are you like you have nothing to do at work anymore? Oh, we got a lot to do. I mean, <laughs> wow. a one or two percent drop you. will yeah uh, <laughs> will still keep you plenty busy. But uh, Mark Kill came up to us and uh, he said, "I don't know what y'all are doing in the fifteenth, but something is working, and everything is at or below wow. uh, the state average except rape. We were above the state a- uh, state average. You know rape. why? Oh yeah, yeah, it's the beach." You know, and well, no, I think it's the rape kits not getting processed. <laughs> if you would process well, the rape kits, we will get these people in jail for goodness sakes. You could do your job. I really believe that that is, um, and that that's one of Chief Kill's things too. But I really believe that, um, and we're a project on that. Um, when people start following it, like they do their online packages from, you know, Amazon or any mm-hmm. anybody else, and, yeah. and start asking, why is my rape kit still at um, the police department? Why is it, you know, you, it, you know yeah. why is it still at SLED sitting on a shelf? Then that, you know, gets everybody in line, and we all need accountability. So uh, I'm all for it. What can uh, I do? You, can I do something? I mean, it's ridiculous. You just, I mean, if, if you're... Rape kit, rape kit is there. You call and ask why, and then somebody grabs it and puts it in the next batch that's going to um, sled. And you know, honestly, wow. they see sled's got a policy that they'll only take five uh, samples on any case, and then they've got a policy that they'll only take twenty-five from one agency at a time. So you're only really able to move, you know, if you've got five samples. Um, maybe as many as five cases um, per day. And our people, Horry County, you can't find a further place from Columbia. Mm-hmm. Um, they they don't go, but maybe once a week. So wow. it, it gets difficult. But the reason they do that is if they didn't, you know, it, they're trying to get police to really think through what they're sending up there. And I've literally seen them send the kitchen sink before, mm-hmm. you know, to test everything. Well, you know, it takes time to test everything. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, is it because we have lack of labs or manpower, both or desire? Well, no. The only uh, DNA labs um, for the longest time was at SLED. Now, um, Richland County has their lab. But that just services Columbia. Mm-hmm. There's a lab in Hilton Head, and there's a lab in Greenville. Are they private labs or they're government? private labs? That's the business I um, need to get into. Yeah, and they're expensive. <laughs> but, need to open but a we've DNA sent lab stuff to rapists um, convicted. We've sent stuff to them. Uh, it just it costs a good bit of money mm. to uh, to send it, and you know, sled is at the right price. Um, so. Um, the rest of them, you can't send everything or it's going to bust your budget. But, ah, um, I see. but we do send some stuff when 
um, we've called up there and it's not ready, we'll ask somebody to go up, grab it, and run it by uh, Richland County because it's only like five blocks away. Oh, but that's unbelievable. Yeah, that, that there is, it's it's like money and you know I I think that I think we need somebody a voice out there that's going to really draw attention to this because it is not only about the victims waiting and I know your office really tends to the victims. There's a whole vic- victim advocacy mm-hmm. part of what you do. Yeah. Um. But I mean, honestly, could you imagine all these women, uh, that are awaiting something, you know, maybe even living in fear that well, their rapist has not been convicted? The the greatest thing about and and I'm just so thankful that um, Chief Kill was thinking outside the box, but this really does bring accountability and it and it and it empowers the victim to pick up the phone and start calling and saying, hey, where is this? Put mine yeah. next. Uh, you know, it's been four weeks, five weeks, six weeks, um, mm-hmm. which is a lifetime to a victim of, yeah. um, you know, some sort of criminal sexual conduct. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And, you know, but to everybody else, and I'm not bashing SLED at all. SLED's got 46 counties to deal with, mm-hmm. except the few that, you know, that go to Richland County or two. So maybe 43. And we're we're lumped in with the other 42, yeah. you know, or he is. Uh, but uh, Richland, it, it is very expensive. But it is to thousands of kits, right? Yes, that are backlogged, yes. like ten over 10,000. Yeah. And they've tried <laughs> other like stuff. They've tried to send it um, uh, to other labs, you know, by FedEx. And then that is the nightmare of trying to put together a chain of custody, this guy doesn't know if he touched the package or not. Mm-hmm. You know, all of those guys that, that grabbed it and sent it to Illinois, they don't know if they touched it. It's in a brown box. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So it's impossible to recreate the chain of custody. Gotcha. But but I believe this is a step in the right direction. And um, the only area that is doing the um, – Test kits and and allowing victims to call in is our area. Okay. So Orion, Georgetown, Florence, and Marion, it's just this PD region. All right. I want to skip ahead. We're speaking with 15th Circuit Solicitor Jimmy Richardson. Justice served. Jurors found Stephen O'Hara guilty on all charges in the shooting and killing of a 30-year-old man, Paul Michu, at a bar in Conway back in November 2020. Can you refresh our memory about that murder? Yeah, this is uh, this was a different case for us. Um, it had a lot of twists and turns, but um, some of the stuff that couldn't come out at trial is uh, Mr. O'Hara had been a TSA agent. He uh, worked a job for many years. Now, isn't that frightening? That, yeah. that that's keeping um, wow. keeping all of the um, the Guns box off. cutters and stuff <laughs> off of the uh, yeah. planes. But um, later in life, O'Hara had joined a motorcycle gang called the Red Devils, and they're like a feeder group to the Hells Angels. That probably didn't have anything to do with this murder, so um, it was kept out. But O'Hara, from everyone that I talked with, his personality really changed when he went into this into this motorcycle club, um, really, I don't know if it's a midlife crisis or, or what, but really found his identity in guns and motorcycles. Oh, wow. And um, 
How old is he? He was 40, um, he was like 50, 53, something like that. So this 50-year sentence will put him well over 100 before he gets out. Um, And it also made it very difficult for anybody to reach a plea uh, because if you're 53 and uh, the mandatory minimum is 30 years, that's pretty much a life sentence Mm -hmm. because you don't live as long in prison as you do outside of prison. Um, But it was the one case that I'm aware of that was pending in the office where we had we actually had a white male to kill a black male. Paul Mishu was a black male. Um, very young. Paul was a wonderful young man, had two kids, um, wonderful family that um, I'd never, most of the time as a prosecutor, you always have people that come up and say, well, you know, the victim is this or the victim is that. I never had the first person um, say anything bad about Paul Mishu. So let me ask you a question. I have to ask you because this happened at CW's Wings and Ribs on Rivertown Boulevard in Conway. Is that still around? Yep. And was Mishu working there? Were they both patrons? Yep. Um, They were both at the bar. Paul came in a little bit later, but um, O'Hara had been there with his wife for hours beforehand. Did they know each other? I don't think so. Okay. Um, But uh, O'Hara was really drunk. And um, his wife was, um, you know, they were taking it in. I think at the end of the day, Paul um, said something complimentary about O'Hara's wife. But um, O'Hara really didn't take to that. There was a a little bit of a push at the door. Paul got up to leave. Um, There was still no problem. There was a push at the door. Paul turned around and pushed uh, O'Hara down. Mm-hmm. Um, then O'Hara, as he was seated, people came around and said, um, let me help you up. And he said, no, he pushed me down. He can help me up. So Paul Mishu helped him up and O'Hara hugged Paul Mishu. Then when Paul Mishu went to get in his truck, O'Hara walked up to him and shot him in the neck. I mean, at point blank range. Wow. And it was the, it was the craziest thing. There was no argument. There was a, a witness that's that saw it, and he was an employee of CW Wings, the witness ran back inside after seeing um, O'Hara shoot Paul. Right. And um, uh, O'Hara started chasing the witness. The witness hid inside of a cooler, and uh, when O'Hara opened up the cooler, um, he had already pulled his gun on him, and um, the, the, the witness was able to wrestle the gun away from O'Hara, and um, held him there until the police arrived. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And that part was called on tape. The part outside was not called on tape. But there were wow. plenty of... It was so uncalled for. I mean, it was... Um, it had to have just been... Alcohol you know, and al- ego. Well, the Bible says wine's a mocker. And um, you get too much in that. Um, people in Aner call it liquid courage. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. you know, that had to have played a, a part in this whole thing. Oh my but there seemed to be So now he's no going to jail for the rest of his life. Yeah. And Paul Mishu was a wonderful young man who leaves behind a wonderful family. Ugh. It was just so senseless. Okay. Uh, but yeah, um, the the thing that uh, people come up and, and talk about, I was sitting beside the uh, president of the NAACP at the back of the courtroom, 
And he said something to me. He said, you know, this didn't feel when the sentence was pronounced. He said, this didn't feel, you know, exactly um, the way I thought it would. And I said, um, you know, Rev, it's uh, the same for me every time. You you don't you don't leave in any sort of celebration mm -hmm. because there is nothing that we could do to bring Paul Mishu back. Yeah, right. Uh, if we could, it man, the the years, none of that's worth anything. Mm -hmm. um, but there is a sense of justice, and that's uh, a poor return on just having it not happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But. Um, that's all we can, that's all we can do is work very hard, represent the family and represent, uh, Paul's memory. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's really senseless. And, and you know, O'Hara's got a, a great family that stood mm -hmm. up and apologized. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, it was just really senseless. Did he say anything? Yeah. Um, well, he, he, you know, his attorney, he can't say an awful lot because he thinks that it may um, you know, appeals may come and go and that PCRs can come. Mm -hmm. But his attorney apologized um, for him, but he didn't say mm -hmm. he didn't say anything. Okay. Uh, Jimmy, we're almost out of time. So before we do, I want to talk about the Capitol Conference. Yeah. What is that? So Sunday morning um, after church, I'm going we do this every year. Um, we go to Washington and we meet with Russell and um, Joe Wilson and some of our representatives, mm -hmm. but we are um, we take off our prosecution hat and we go um, and ask them to help us with some federal issues that could help our area uh, of mm. the state, some places that we can work together as state and federal. And um, we always, you know, we don't always get everything we want, but we always have open doors with uh, we've got some of the best reps in the business from South Carolina. Um, so those guys always welcome us in and always try to help us. One year they got, uh, one of the things p passed was forgiveness of prosecutors and public defenders that have worked in the business 10 years and made all their payments. They would forgive those loans. And that, that had always been on the books, but the loopholes made it to where only 2% of the people were getting it. They do the mm -hmm. same thing with, like, teachers that teach in poor-income areas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they had so many. So they're school loans you're talking they're about. They're school loans, mm -hmm. yeah. And um, that was one of the good things. The big thing that I've been asking Russell to do is um, to put together basically a phone lab for Orion Georgetown, for Florence and Marion, and from um, Marlboro and Dillon, um, so that's three judicial circuits, but where we could share this these services and, and instead of everybody having a subscription mm -hmm. to Cellbrite or to Grakey, which opens the phone up. Okay. There are phones sitting, you know, we talked about rape kits. There are phones sitting on shelves that just haven't been opened. Really? Um, that um, Cellbrite went up from $30,000 a subscription to I think one hundred and thirty thousand. What? Yeah, overnight. So it made it um, to where no place could have their. Now you can still use the thirty thousand one, but unless you got like a um, iPhone ten 
or lower, mm -hmm. you can't get into any of the newer stuff. So anything that's newer, you got to crack open with, um, you know, one of the the Cellbrite Premium. And then my idea is instead of us all having a subscription, we have one place either at Francis Marion or at Coastal or at Tech, and the officers rotate and then they dump phones on three different shifts mm -hmm. the entire time, whether it's their phone or not. But anybody in that those three judicial circuits are welcome um, to bring their phone there. You can use that as evidence that we could be yes, I very mean, valuable evidence. Every one of these daggum phones are like a computer, mm -hmm. and they've just got reams and reams and I mean, sometimes criminals and, drop the phone, and you don't know who the criminal is, and you can easily find oh out. Oh, my goodness. If, I'll guarantee you if Liz um, were in trouble and they come and arrested you and take, took your phone, you would be just like me every day. God, I hope they don't get till, <laughs> you know, February of 2003 or whatever. Um, but chances are they're not going to dump it. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it just sits there. Wow. And it's it's too many. Um, we've got some sort of a loose affiliation with Myrtle Beach um, through Beaufort County mm -hmm. that we're trying to share cost. But it would be wonderful if... All oh, of our amazing. people could put it together. I hope so. All right. Well, um, so you're going up there. We appreciate it. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. 15th so uh, Solicitor Jimmy Richardson. Thank you. Thank you.